I'm Sam. I'm Callum. And one of us is born. This week we're discussing Spice World. When the world is in trouble, when our future is in danger, we call upon one man. But when he's busy, he calls five girls. Columbia Pictures presents The Spice Girls. All right, we're coming. In their film debut, Victoria, Emma, Mel B, Jerry, and Mel C. They're ready for action. Go, pal! They're dressed to kill. Shaken or stirred. And thoroughly prepared for any encounter. It's a story of love. I think with boys, you should be able to just wheel them in. Yeah, and order them like a pizza. Yeah, no cheese. Spice World. Uh, the film stars the pop group The Spice Girls, who all play themselves. The film is made in a similar vein to The Beatles' Hard Day's Night and depicts a series of fictional events leading up to a major concert at the Royal Albert Hall, liberally interspersed with dream sequences and flashbacks, as well as surreal moments and humorous asides. Just before we start talking about Spice World, at the end of this podcast, I'm assuming we're going to have a little discussion about their Olympics. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, so we'll have a little talk about that afterwards. Um, we're going to be doing that all month with our little themed month. This is part of our music from our childhoods month. Uh, so um, last time we did that with S Club 7, this time Spice Girls. So um, I think probably as as with last time, just before we talk about the actual film, uh, how did the Spice Girls impact you? Did you own any of their albums? That's a good question to start with. Oh yeah, definitely. Like They were like my band when I was a kid. Like they were my band. <laughs> so, did you have them on CD or cassette? Um. Oh, I think both. I think cassette to start with, and then like, we started getting the CD players in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got them all again on on CD. Mm. It's a really interesting time to talk about because actually, when my sister and I both got our first CD players, we had a number of albums that were on cassette, but like some CDs as well. So it's like it's. It's um, it's that weird transitional period where there's like both of those because I remember going into W H Smiths. I don't know if you're old enough to remember this, but like I remember going into W H Smiths and seeing like the CDs and the cassettes next to each other on like the music shelf. It was and, Woolworths like, for me for CDs, I think. Yeah, well, Woolworths was there as well. Um, but like it, actually going into shops and seeing cassettes on the shelves and VHSs yeah. as well, obviously. But like it's 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 um it's a totally different world. Um, I still, I am a, like an old school person at heart. I still buy CDs for bands that I really, I still collect CDs. I have definitely restricted my CD buying. Um, for the ones I really care about, I'll buy CDs, but mm-hmm. the three of them don't really release anything consistently, so I can go like gaps of years without buying them. Mm-hmm. Well, they usually do site, like the, the reason why I buy stuff now is because usually when a band I likes releases a CD, it's either in a package where you get a shirt and stuff, or it's a signed one on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna buy that. Like I love having signed stuff. I'm a weird yeah, one. like a, a signed one's definitely better than like one with nothing on it. Like yeah. I think um, the last Mariah album came out with like 
and if you if you bought like this special vinyl cover you got like a, an alternate cover on it and i was just like yeah okay i really want that so yeah i bought that on vinyl just for the different cover that came with it because i've got too much money apparently <laughs> more money than cents so <laughs> so um so i bought that but like i do like little things like that but then it does kind of just sit there and it turns into a display item in the end like it's i don't think i've actually played a cd for years no me neither because i don't I don't have a CD player anymore. I don't have one on my laptop as of now. I don't have it on my new computer. I don't have mm. a. I don't have a CD player. So yeah, they literally are just display items because <laughs> they give yeah. you when you buy a CD now. They typically give you a digital version as well. Yeah, no, that's true. So I suppose just like turning this back to the Spice Girls, then did you? They released three albums. So did you? Did you ride with them for their whole musical career, or did you check out before the third album? Um, do you know what? It's funny. I checked out because they looked really old in the third album, but they weren't even that old. So I think it's just they're like, I don't know, they changed when Jerry left, they changed their style kind of entirely. They did go for like a different musical kind of theme. Like they were working with Dark Child, who I most associate with Destiny's Child and that kind of R&B kind yeah. of sound. So they did go for something completely different to yeah. everything else they'd been doing up to that point, which I don't necessarily have a problem with people doing, honestly. Like... It's it's nice to have a bit of a change, but like I think for a lot of people, that was when a lot of people checked out. Yeah, well, so like when you're when you're like five years old, you're not thinking, oh, this is a new vibe. You're thinking, oh, they're not playing the fun wannabe song anymore. Okay, whatever. So yeah, no. To be fair, I think a lot of people jumped out of the 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 fandom essentially when they kind of released that for a dumb. Because I think it's one of those things. Loads of bands do this. We kind of briefly discussed this before that like when you lose a member or when someone gets replaced, it's not necessarily the same thing unless there's that one member that kind of pulls everyone else along and i'm not really sure that in the spice girls there was that one standout person no so like the pussycat dolls for example nicole like you can quite easily replace the other ones and it's not that big a deal really um but she's harder to replace and in the spice girls there wasn't really that one no they all like the one thing to the spice girls i say one thing lots of things the spice girls unlike s club 7 actually all sang Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just Joe singing. Yeah. It was, oh, they're all get. Like, I didn't realize it was as much as it was actually until I watched the film again. And they all actually sing quite a lot of the songs each. It's really interesting, right? So this is a weird, a weird thing to mention. But um, one of the things that I started watching a lot over lockdown was like, you'll take a song from like the early 2010s or something and you just look at the line distribution for like what member of the group got how many different like lines throughout. And so, like, I started watching a bunch by this British group called, you'll know who it is, but, like, for the Americans, they might not, um, The Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And there's one member in particular who, in one song, she got about three seconds in total to sing. And it was because she was doing a lot of these little background bits, but it was like, oh-oh, occasionally interspersed with everything else. And she sang for a total of three seconds on this this song. But there was one member that sang for a total of, like, two minutes, 30-something. And there are, obviously, certain members that, like, pull the rest of them along, like, the the five of them are there for the image but there's mm-hmm. one that's basically just there to be pretty essentially um and i think the spice girls kind of at least in a lot of their earlier stuff kind of dodged that bullet with the sense that they were kind of given yeah they're the one place the one yeah. band that managed to do that i would say like they actually did everyone got an equal amount of song lines but it was like seamless as well because they were all singing parts that suited them like it's yeah. the one pop group i would say it's ever successfully done that Apart from, I'd say, okay, One Direction, sure, but, you know. Yeah, I'm struggling to think of any others. Like, um, I haven't paid a huge amount 
of attention to One Direction in terms of which of them did what, really. Like, I mean, obviously they could all sing to an extent because they all got pushed through on X Factor so far. Mm -hmm. But, like, so they're all capable of carrying a tune at the very least. But I don't know... See, I, I don't. I wonder if because of his career, Harry Styles might have pulled the rest of them along to an extent. Like, I mean, based on what followed after, like, I like if if Lee Liam had left, but Harry was still in the band, I don't think it would have hurt them off awfully. Well, it was Zayn that leaving that killed them. I think he was more popular again, though. I think he's more one of the more popular. Well, see, ones. I don't think I don't think any group, I mean, bands can survive one leaving. But yeah. apart from obviously the one you mentioned, most groups like when one leaves, it's the that's it. You're screwed. Like even I, Spice Girls yeah. and One Direction, like they're the biggest. They were the biggest bands at the time. Like Spice Girls were huge. I think that's um, something. Is like people kind of distinguish. Like I think it's important to distinguish between like a group and a band as well. Because mm -hmm. like a band, in my head at least, a band plays their own instruments, whereas a group is just there to sing. So yeah. like Spice Girls group, Panic at the Disco band. S Club 7 group U2 band like yeah. it's you know um, so I, I think bands can replace people but it's not the lead vocalist whereas if you're replacing yeah. a voice it's really noticeable that voice isn't there anymore apart from maybe Victoria Beckham left with the she even I think she's the one person who maybe doesn't sing as much because like she's the uh, Rachel yes and and you know like I wouldn't have it any other way we'll get into it <laughs> I've discovered some new things about myself I didn't realize watching Spice World but um yeah she's um she's definitely very important for doing very little um <laughs> isn't she just <laughs> um Right, let's just let's jump into it because we've had a, a very nice little chat here but we're about 10 minutes in and we've not even started That's talking big. about so, the film so let's did you watch the film back in the day yes and i've been arguing about this so we never owned it but i don't know if it was taped off the tv or if it was something that my sister borrowed mm -hmm. or i'm not really sure like how i've or maybe it was just shown on tv at some point i've i've i had seen it as a kid but we didn't actually own it um so oh, we did I did. That was it. Did you actually have it? I on did. VHS? Yeah, and I brought it to nursery to watch one day because you could bring in your own film sometimes. Mm -hmm. And we actually got in trouble for that because they say arse and the nursery <laughs> threw a hissy fit. And then they had a go at my parents. Oh, and I'm like, it's Spice World. Get grip. Like, you know, arse. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's not that. Yeah, there's, there's, um, I love, there's so many bits in this where they kind of almost swear and they just cut away just before <laughs> they do it, which I quite like. But yeah, arse is like the least bloody shocking bit of this there's <laughs> like the okay oh they said arse but there's fucking guys in their underwear frosting and gyrating like at one point that's yeah. fine but like arse is too much like, okay yeah we, we can we can see the arse but we can't see the arse i think they cut off before that part i think they said arse quite early on and they switched yeah. it to beauty and the beast and i'm like still better about it Ugh. yeah i don't want to <laughs> watch beauty and the beast yeah no i remember being forced to watch toy story 2 once in school and i was like oh why like it's just like it's fine but like you know there's so many like better better fucking films out there and yeah anyway <sighs> oh, not that toy that's really to this i don't know but yeah. going to like toy story 2 is a pretty pretty big film callum i don't know you mm. might get some cancellations there <laughs> i'm fine with being cancelled i'm fucking not come for, fucking <laughs> come for me like, come for yeah. him don't come for our podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need the validation <laughs> <laughs> um but this film honestly i remembered it's funny because before i watched it a lot as a kid mm -hmm. i couldn't remember 
what the plot was. I could remember all the sequences, but I'm like, how do they tie that? And the the the, the answer is they don't. Yes. So there's lots of bits of this that I I remembered um, Victoria driving the bus through London and yeah. like the bus jumping scene, and I remembered the aliens. Yeah. Uh, and the boot camp. <laughs> uh, the the boot camp. Funnily enough, I had forgotten about it, but like. Um, I had a vague memory of them on stage and being shocked at the guys behind them, but I couldn't remember what it was the guys did that shocked them. And then mm-hmm. I'm just like, hmm, it's a weird thing for kids to be allowed to watch now in retrospect, but okay. And um, it's, yeah, there's lots of elements of this that like I don't remember, but as a kid, there's so many parts of this that will just fly over your head. And I'm- Oh, 100%. I'm really, really curious to, to talk some of this through with you because I feel like, um, there is quite a lot of self-awareness in this film that oh definitely because it, it gets so much hate this thing like it's generally well, why? but it's also beloved it's like, hated it is, by critics but, like, but and yeah. I, don't under- I actually think it's really smart there is a literal line from the film where one of the producers is like well can they act and they always go who cares if they can act and it's just like exactly. I kinda, the, the fucking self-awareness of this thing is like it's it's wow it's just in your face the whole time yeah. and for whatever reason it just flew over a lot of the critics heads at the time yes yeah. it's, it's like it's really i don't want to say it's good but like it's it's not bad you know i really enjoyed it i actually see when i was watching it last night mm-hmm. i was having I, I honestly was a bit kind of dreading watching this because i was like oh it's gonna ruin something that was quite you know yeah. fond but I had, I had a blast. I was like, it's just, it's fun to watch stuff. Like we can go into it probably, but like, you know, seeing their little bus parts where it's all different themes, great fun. Watching them do their, their um, boot camp thing, great fun. Watching them fall off a speedboat, also fun. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah. I love that the, the inside of the bus is like the TARDIS as well. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Just, it's the I, biggest bus. That never clicked with me as a kid. Like I just took it for what it was. Like honestly, and like going back to it now, it's just like holy fuck, that's really funny. Like the, just the way that the bus, the inside of this bus is, it's so big that the guy needs a megaphone to speak from his office up on the top deck <laughs> down to them. Like it's it's like, and it's drove by Meatloaf. There's so many big actors and names in this. Yeah, like Elton John's in the first five minutes. Yeah, and um, uh, what's her name? Uh, the oh fuck, I've forgotten her name. Uh, Jennifer Saunders is in it as well, yeah. and Bob Geldof, yeah. and yeah. and just, Bob Hoskins. He's in it as well, and yep. Stephen Fry. Yeah, Hugh um, Laurie. Yeah, it's it's loads and loads of big names. My, and my favorite, my favorite character in the film that wasn't the Spice Girl, Richard E. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him. I thought he was so good. I'm I'm really looking forward to to talking about the big blow up with them uh, when we get there when we just start yeah. going through it. Um, the other thing I would say is I love them. Um, I love the way that it's framed. So the film itself is framed through. It's it's kind of almost like um, non-linear in the sense that it's revealed towards the end that the film is kind of the film that the, there's there's some directors who are who are um, pitching a film that they want to make mm-hmm. involving a spy and the Spice Girls. And it's revealed towards the end that the film itself is the film that was being pitched. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of lines in there that are like, well, they're trying to work out what this film's going to be exactly. And the guy's like, well, it's going to start as Spice Girls and there's five of them and they're and they're singers. And the guy's like, love it, pitch it this afternoon. And it's just, it's, it's good because the film itself doesn't really know what it is. Yeah, and it explains, it does actually help to explain the flashbacks and stuff. It's a shame I've not seen A Hard Day's Night 
to compare it. I have a feeling I saw it as a, that as a kid as well because my dad was a huge Beatles fan and we watched quite a few of their their um, their films when they were on TV back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, so I think I have seen that, but like not not any time to make and not in um, yeah. like recent memory to make a comparison. But yeah, that would have been interesting to do. Maybe we should watch that at some point. Yeah, Just... we'll take a note of that to try and compare it back. What some big producers like. Uh, Lou Perlman and Simon Fuller don't understand is that you know you you get <laughs> you get that gold once you can't then just copy it and hope it's gonna it's not gonna work in the same way you need to yeah. write the stars to align and they just try and copy it and S Club Seven while I did really love their music the TV show and the movies which is a really shit version of Spice World and the and then you know Spice World was kind of a shit version of a Hard Day's Night but fun yeah like there was a, like a, there is apparently an element of self awareness at least to it that just yeah. well no I think. S Club tried to be self-aware, but it just wasn't funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, it just didn't have the writing to support yeah. it. Whereas I think, I think this in a weird way kind of does. There, are, there's a lot of there's a lot of it that kind of is a swing and a miss, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of bits that kind of work as well. Yeah. Well, they weren't um, hired to be actors, just the thing. Whereas S Club Seven were hired to be musicians and actors. Yeah. yeah. So they get away with it in this one. Like they're not even that bad. I mean, they're not good, but I mean, one in particular is awful. <laughs> but you know, they're not that bad. Who who do you think was particularly bad? Oh god, it depends. Um, I say one in particular. I'm not going to say Victoria was awful. I'm just going to say she was very like forcibly droll. <laughs> right. So I have uh, right. Shall I just go into my big confession about this right now? Yeah. Do I. It. I think, so, like, if I had to pick one that I really, really liked back when I was a kid, I'd have mm-hmm. probably been like, oh, Scary's my favourite. And there's not really a reason for that. Like, I think that just was. But I feel like Victoria might be my spirit animal because she's she's there. She barely participates, whether mm-hmm. that's whether that's through the boot camp the or boot camp the was the best scene that showed that, where she just yeah. kind of wandered past everything. But like, whether, whether, the, boot, whether the boot camp or on the boat mm-hmm. or, or even on the stage... And there's even one bit where she just shuts, oh, shut up at a child. And it's just like, fucking yes, <laughs> get her. Um, and I just, I just kind of, I like how she's just there being quite like, she's there, but she doesn't want to be there. And I kind of feel like that's my whole aesthetic. I think she a is of- a lot better as an adult. I will agree with that. <laughs> no, because you don't get it when you're a kid. You're like, oh, she's just really nasty, you know? Yeah. But then yeah, when you're no, a kid, I agree. Really, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think as a kid, I just kind of saw her as being like not. I wouldn't have even thought of it as being standoffish. I just thought she was really rude. But as an adult, I kind of think I feel like that's if I if I was a Spice Girl, I would probably be posh Spice just because she just doesn't want to be there, and that's kind of me. Like in any in any social giving situation or doing anything really, a lot of the time I'm like, do I really want to be here? Not really. <laughs> I'll I'll like, but I'll give it twenty percent. I'll turn up, and <laughs> that's about as much yeah. as you're getting. Well. I would say the one who was actually bad at acting, I wouldn't even say it was Victoria, I'd say Sporty. I'd say Mel C was the least good actor in this. She's too enthusiastic. Well, she's speaking the lines like she's speaking a play. Yeah. I feel like, I'm, I get that she, I get that they're playing kind of caricatures of themselves as well, but like her turning everything back to football or sport or something just not, isn't funny. No, like, it was like, it's like that's, yeah. Like, and they kind of addressed that in the photo shoot scene, which was funny, and then they immediately went right back to normal. Yeah. Where she's like, no, I'm just like sport. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then all she does is talk to people about football or fucking, yeah, it's it's a little bit much. See, that's funny though. I wouldn't have said she was bad. I I think the material she had to work with isn't great. Yeah, to be fair. I actually thought they were all kind of fairly fairly level with, Mm -hmm. with what they were doing, but 
I, I feel like her character, even though it's herself kind of, but like I feel like her character is kind of the weakest of the lot. Yeah. Although having said that, I'm really not a fan of um, Emma's, again, it's the character, it's the baby thing. I really don't like that whole cutesy, I'm gonna, like, I am I think I'm going off to visit home and so I'm gonna pack fucking teddy bears with my tiny little bag on my backpack like a three-year-old. Yeah, but she's the one like, for kids, isn't she? She's the one, like, she was in, yeah. they were all like 24, 25, 26, right? But she was 21. So mm. I think that's why she was stuck with that. But I think she's the one I liked most of the child because she had all the stuff I wanted. You know, the swing. She was my sister's favorite as well. Yeah, but I think actually Sporty had the best voice. I would agree 100%. Like, well, her career as a solo artist, like, she's got, like, seven solo albums. Like, she she put a new album out last year. Like, she's still releasing music. Yeah, that Brian Adam one was really good. I genuinely really like that song. Me too. I I like it. I was listening to it earlier today. I like, um, she did this song with, um, Left Eye from TLC as well, which I Mm -hmm. really like. Um, she has, she actually does have some genuinely good songs by herself, which is more than can be said for the others I no think. jerry has one but and she destroyed uh, the band so okay. I, I think i quite like what's the one i like um i liked her really men cover i think it's a good cover <laughs> that's not bad you know um i can't tell you anything melby did i know she did a song with missy elliott but I, didn't I, she have a kid with eddie murphy that's her thing yeah I meant just in terms of songs, like oh, okay. I can't tell you, like I couldn't tell you anything she put out. I know there's one with Missy Elliott, but I don't know what it's called. Emma Bunton, she had a song called like What I Am Is What I Am or something like that. Um, <laughs> what I Am Is What I Am or something like that was what the song was called. Um, and then, who's the other one? Posh Spice, like uh, the main She just thing got I married know, to a footballer. Like, I don't know she got married to, do you not remember the, um, the song that she did that had like loads of autotune over her voice? It was like no. um, Dane Powers or something like that. I don't remember um, it. I, I guarantee it you'd know it if you heard it. I'll, I'll play it over the... I'll hear it at when, um, we're, when I'm editing. I think so. it's called like Out of My Mind or Out of Your Mind or something like that. It's like, it's very 2000s or very like... Oh God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it's a bit like Sarah's, you know, Believe, only it's not there for... You know, she's doing it just both for the, the style and because she can't sing. Like, I don't think she's a very good singer. <laughs> I think no. she was the Rachel Stevens of the band, and that's fine. She did have an album out her by herself as well. Did um, it do well? It did okay. Um, like the main song from that, I think, was like um, "Not Such an Innocent Girl" or something, which is fine. It's not a great track, but mm. it's okay. Um, and then, yeah, the rest of it's fine. But yeah, no, Mel C had the best or the the most substantial career. And she say. went out with Robbie Williams. You know. Yeah. Weird. Didn't know that. Yeah. So I do think she carries the rest along because not for nothing, but I wouldn't Victor- say I wouldn't yeah. say she carries them. I would say it's equally distributed quite well, but her parts are noticeably her. Whereas if you hear the others, it could be any of them really. You know, they're kind of Yeah, I feel like Emma and Jerry kind of blend quite well and Victoria yeah. because she's quite quiet and doesn't really need to sing also blends in there quite well. Like scary you can hear because she's a lot she does a lot of kind of talk shouting Mm -hmm. as well um so she's very noticeably her as well but uh the others kind of blend a bit which i guess in some ways you want because it's about a group and not a specific person yeah you're meant to be harmonizing yeah not like yeah i don't know i I would say melcy was the best singer though yeah but i would say they're all pretty good like they're all passable they sound nice they, they they range from they range from like okay to pretty good 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's no like like terrible one. No. Wow. We well, they, they sound good together. They <laughs> harmonize well. Yes. Yeah. But like, you, but you can see. I think individually, it highlights why they worked well as a group. Like yeah. when you get when you get them individually, like on their own songs, you kind of think, right? Yeah, you're definitely missing something. Yeah. Like whatever that something is, I'm not really sure. But see, their opening song so it opens up too much, and I actually love that song a lot more as an adult as I did. Like I really wanted it to just hurry up so I could watch the film when I was a kid. I'm like, hurry up, <laughs> you know. Mm. But I actually really liked that. Because the harmon- harmonies in that are really nice. Oh, that was something I never asked earlier. Do you have a favourite Spice Girls song? Um, if you had to pick. Oh. Say You'll Be There, I think. It's my favourite. Mm. I think that's my favourite Spice Girls song, but I did really like... Um, I've not listened to Spice Girls in a long time. Mm. Say You'll Be There has been my favourite for a while, I think. Um, yeah. But... The songs were actually like pretty good. I actually had a really good time listening to them. What about you? What's your favorite Spice Girls song? I mean, the 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 two that instantly pop to my mind are um, probably "Wannabe" and then also "Stop." Oh, "Stop" is oh god. See, there's too many. Like, it's really embarrassing to be like, you know, oh, I need to pick. Yeah. Um, but I I do see this album. I think this album slaps. Hmm. That's the second one, isn't it? The yeah, Spice, Spice World. World. Yeah. yeah, that my sister had that on CD, and the first one was like a tape copied from someone else. So yeah. like, but yeah, even like, know. it's kind of cringy what I was listening to as a kid. But Two Become One is a as a bop. Um, That's not a bad song either, to be fair. Like, I I feel like when you get over the cringe that you're listening to Spice Girls or whatever, like it's the songs themselves are actually crafted really well. And no, I think and it's not it's the cringe of like singing about fucking people when you're five i think yeah. rather than spice girls yeah oh no i mean i mean i mean now oh like, yeah people, people would be like what are you doing listening to spice girls oh, see i don't care <laughs> yeah well yeah i know i like after a certain point you get over that but like i think there's that but like once you get beyond that the songs themselves are crafted really really well and i think to be honest that that probably ties in quite a bit with the success because i don't think they would have had the success they had if the songs weren't good like, you can have all the image you want, but, like, if your songs aren't that good, they're not going to last. And the fact that, you know, they they haven't really released a new album in, like, the better part of two decades. And mm-hmm. people are still talking about them to some extent. They weren't like, around that long. They were only around for, like, four years. I know. Yeah, it's wild. Like, yeah. it kind of just came and went. But, um, Who Do You Think You Are is also a really good song. Mm, yeah. No, for sure that one is as well. I think, I think I'm think i going to just say for this, the point of this podcast, though, that um, whatever I said was it. What did I say? <laughs> Uh, say you'll be there. Yeah, so, yeah. I think that's when I associate most with them because it's like that weird kind of. Uh, I don't even know what does that noise. You know the opening part. The weird like kind of. Electronic-y, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it, I associate most with the Spice Girls. That noise associate. Um, I associate most with bowling alleys from like when I was a kid because you used to get that in the background music at bowling alleys all yeah. the time when I was like really little and I don't know. And that's another fucking random segue from me, like person <laughs> like. Like, I've, I've brought up loads of fucking non-relevant things during this, really sorry. This is what happens when I do this when I'm tired, but... No, it's okay. <laughs> it just turns into Callum reminiscing we've, about the we've past. We've fully acknowledged that we're never going to do a half-hour podcast ever again, so it's okay, just go oh, with it. God, I have, I have like, concerns this is going to be what I'm going to be like when I'm an old person, just fucking going up to young people and being like, do you remember pogo sticks? And just like, you know, fucking... Did you have a pogo stick? Yes. I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think my sister had one and um, I just couldn't use it, so we gave up very quick. They weren't good and actually you could really hurt yourself easily on them. (laughs) Yeah, because you're going up like, you're you're thudding down onto metal. 
yeah. Well, not only that, but you need a good amount of balance to begin with, and like, you can actually spring off them, let go, and they'll fucking fire up into the air as well. Like, they're really dangerous. Like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised you don't see them around anymore, because they are. They're really fucking dangerous things. But like, yeah, I remember pogo sticks. I can't believe we went off into a tangent about pogo sticks. <laughs> Based off your tangent about being an old man that goes off into tangents. <laughs> Well, that's my future anyway. This is, a, is an early early indication of what my future looks like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we can tie tangents into this though because there are loads of elements of this film where they'll suddenly go, imagine such and such happened and they, they just show something happening. Like imagine what we'd be like with kids and then there's yeah. like, like a Family Guy-esque cutaway to all of them having kids in the future. And it's, it's it has nothing to do with anything. It's just there no. to pad the length out a little bit more. Or and just because they wanted like, to do a, a skit. It's funny. Yeah, like it's 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 really really bizarre. Okay, so it opens up with them doing a little colorful thing, and it's too much. And I like that song. It was a good song. I like that. I like that they're actually on top of the pops as well because it's a little nostalgic nod to. Well, everyone in the UK will know what that was. Yeah. Well, everyone in the UK of a certain age will know what that was. Um, but. Um, it's a little nostalgic kind of thing that was a big deal, yeah. like if you grew up when we grew up. Um, so that's kind of cute. Yeah, and um, you're introduced to their band manager? Clifford? Yeah, I, yeah, I think he's their manager. He's fantastic. He's good fun. I love Clifford. Like he just he just goes, like he's got a, ma- a person who's in charge of him who's absolutely bonkers. <laughs> just speaks in riddle. <laughs> I, I, I love those, like he's played by... Um, Roger Moore. Roger Moore, yeah. Which is so funny. Like, just like, because at first I, I didn't realize it was him at first as well. Why well, didn't like, you just said it there? And I'm like, oh, that's Roger Moore. He's playing like, he's kind of like this um, Bond it's villain. a very Bond villain. Like, at first he has a cat, but later on in the film he has a pig for no reason. And like, his he just gets progressively more cartoony and like, he answers questions in riddles, like being, I can't remember any of them off the top of my head. Oh, it was like the headless chicken doesn't know where it's going, only knows where it's been and then he hangs up and it's just like oh, that's not so useful like Richard Grant plays Clifford and his reaction to these things was like he's like I don't know what he said but it probably makes sense he's just you like, yes you're right I agree like it's he's just, brilliant it's, it's so good I actually really like those two as a pair are really good fun yeah. Um, I like that. Um, so the the Top of the Pops bit finishes. They get to meet Elton John briefly, and Elton's really pleased to see them, and then as soon as they leave, he's just like, oh, fucking hell. I, well, not so quite not quite like that, but like he gives that kind of look. Yeah. Oh, and there's also Alan Cummings here as well, because that's before they meet Elton. So Alan Cummings is at the same time. Sorry, it's really we're really like throwing shit out, because that's what they do. Yeah, the film itself's not very coherent, so I wouldn't worry. Yeah, so Alan Cumming is also filming a documentary. Yeah, which I I'm not I'm not big on that aspect of it, honestly. Like a lot of it, a lot of the way the film works is it's him and his little film crew, crew trying to keep up with the girls as they run around and do stuff. But based on where they're set, like my inner my inner film student kicks in, and I'm just like the angle is shit for that. You wouldn't be getting good footage. You and you and your yeah, like for. A good example being when they're rehearsing, but when before the pregnant friend t- uh, comes in, they're on a balcony up above, up above the yeah, group. Yeah, to the right. To with their with their like with their boom mic well out of distance, and he's like, "Is the audio good? Is this a good shot? Good, great, wonderful." And it's just like, no, neither of those things would be correct. It'd be shit audio. Are they actually meant to be doing it? Because like, I I kind of got the impression that they weren't actually meant to be following them around, and they just are. They're just stalking them. 
No, so they were meant to be like they were they were a commission to do like a five five day spend the day with them type thing because that was that was his opening gambit was we've got five days of unprecedented access to the Spice Girls so like he's his whole thing is that they're they've got like you know a bit of a behind the scenes in the run up to the concert yeah but that's for his project that's not they wanted him to do it no I think he he's been given permission to do it but yeah they didn't they didn't they didn't sign up on it it's just yeah. he's been given permission for it by management and at the same time as that there's a newspaper who's sending out another stalker to take to get um, paparazzi stuff to like make them look bad. Yeah, which I quite, I don't know, like, I quite like the idea. Richard O'Brien, again, wild. Yeah, I quite like the idea that this this newspaper guy just doesn't like them and he's just going out to destroy them and the only way he could think to do that is by putting bad bad news on the front cover. I, I like as well that he, he would go to the effort of making sure that it's kind of, like, none of it's a lie like it's all all of the things that they do or are reported to have done are technically true although they're just taken out of context um good example being um when they're when they're framed or framed when they're accused of uh having uh questioned the authenticity of the pope's catholicism like is the pope a catholic and they're just like they're questioning his faith and it's just like, well, she no, did say that, did but like, say it's, that. yeah, but like, no, yeah. So it's it's all done very like sneakily. Like he could have just outright lied and just been like, right here you go. But like, no, they kind of have some truth twisted in there. No, they have is... Richard O'Brien sneaking through toilets and stuff. Very yeah. funny. Um, I actually really like that quote. The because the, <laughs> the Pope Catholic thing. So yeah, but we've gone off a tangent again. Um, so we... pregnant pregnant lady. So the way that they react when she walks in. I don't know if there's other Spice Girls media that exists or anything. Are we supposed to know who she is? No, because she plays Tosh in Torchwood, so she's not actually like a real life associate with with them. No, I see. I wasn't sure if like there was like some like maybe she was in a music video, or I wasn't sure if there was like something where she had some kind of link to them. Just because the way that the girls react to her. And hence the way that the film takes you along, it's almost as if like I got the impression that we should know who they are, yeah. like who she is, rather. Like you know, um, you know when you're watching like a sitcom or whatever, and like a familiar character walks in, and everyone's like, oh, and but the audience is in on it as well. It kind of mm-hmm. felt like that, and I was left a little bit being like, who are you though? No, I think she's and- just a totally fabricated character for this to make it so that they look like they were all best friends when they grew up. I don't think that's the case. I think no, it's not. They weren't. They, they, no. they didn't. Yeah. So, which is which is quite funny in itself because there's certain elements of this which are, yeah. There was a, there was a throwaway line where they're in the club later, uh, where one of them just says, "Oh, I love this song," and she's like, "Oh, it's because we wrote it." And I actually went and looked up, and yeah, sure enough, they did write it. And I was just like, "All right, okay." I just needed to double check because, like, we know how we know how pop music be. So, <laughs> so that's I just so wanted shady. to check. Yeah. <laughs> But um, not that I was questioning it or anything, but sure enough, uh, they're on. Yeah, so I think they were they were brought together by people. So they kind of made out that they all met up at this cafe, and this girl Nicola was also there. But also, so Nicola's pregnant, and she just mm-hmm. kind of nonchalantly says, "Trevor's left me," and she's like, "Due? She's overdue. She should yeah. have had it a week ago." And she's like, "They he's left me," and they're like, "Oh no!" It was like <laughs> that's the like. You're, the, the, the father of your child just abandoned you like days before it's born and, and you're she's just perfectly like fine. she's like oh no she's not like <laughs> devastated she's like oh, kind of sucks 
Ah, oh, it's difficult. It's just like, oh yeah, no, it's not. I I don't think that character is overly necessary. Like honestly, she's there because it gives the girl something to chase around London with at the end. Yeah, like uh, or to keep them from going to the concert at the end. But I I don't really like the character or the character, and I don't particularly like that story arc. Honestly, no, I think the story arc was there to try and make it seem like they'd. Like, you know, the whole, oh, was fame worth it? Because we were pals before this, but it's kind of like you weren't pals before this. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and they, they didn't meet this cafe. So I think it's just to try and make this thing work. And it's like, uh, it's just, that then leads on to their first strange um, twist away, which is, as you said, the, the pregnancy one where they all have kids, like yeah. six of them. And Victoria <laughs> just ships her off to boarding school. Which, yeah, again, I, I loved. Yep, very yep. much here for that. <laughs> I know, I know. I remember we had that talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I like that I like that she sat there with her, like, bloody, like, debutante gear on while the rest of them look like working class housewives. And she's still hanging around with them despite that. She's just like, well, mine are off to boarding school, but I'm still going to hang around with you guys who now, for whatever reason, are, like, Coronation Street-esque, like, clothes washers now, apparently. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but like, yeah, it's it's just silly, like, but it's fun, I guess. Yeah. Um. So from there, I can't even remember where they go next. They is that when they ask? Is that not when they time? go off to? No, is that not when they briefly go off to Milan because they have to? That's, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's very brief, and again, it's kind of unnecessary. But they say that as well, though, which is funny. It, yeah, they they're, they're again self self uh, self aware film is self aware, and they go off to Milan. It's just another excuse to hear another song off the album, really. Yeah. Um, so they <laughs> say perform. There's not one song in this which is sung live. Like all of it's. I think they actually do perform one live, and that's when they're doing the first rehearsal. Like when Nicola comes in, they actually do seem to sing that one. I wasn't sure. I was I was arguing with myself about that. I was like, oh, it could be. It it might not be, but it could be. Um, but I think it's a backtrack, but it's a backtrack of a live version. Yeah, like it's it sounds it sounds cleaner than um not cleaner. It sounds more authentic, sorry, than some of the than the actual studio one does, I yeah. suppose. So like I'm willing to give that a pass, but the rest of it is, you know um, It's backtracks, but it's fine. Like it's fine. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is, you know. Um uh, so they go off to Milan and do that and there's a whole argument about whether or not we can have these like half naked men behind us and there's lots of like, you know, teehee comments about stuff like that. Like Emma's like, oh, I've got so many stuffed toys. There's just no room for you in my bed. And everyone kind of hypes up their 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 single character trait. Yeah. During that. And, Cl- and meanwhile, Clifford's losing his mind. And Clifford's brilliant. Again, yeah. watch the film for Clifford. Clifford is threatening to fight, <laughs> having a your your mum battle with um the yeah. Milan man. <laughs> Milan man. Yeah. Um, and so an arrangement is is made, and they they go ahead and perform with the strippers behind them a bit with um, a bit more covered up, except for their asses. Chapless, and, they... and that's the compromise. Yeah, which uh, <laughs> is is kind of fun because it's a bit unexpected. I love that they they on stage don't seem to expect it as well, and the guys just bend over, and they're all kind of like, Whoop, but they have to keep going because it's just like, yeah, it's a good bit of directing and yeah. And Clifford, stuff Clifford there. didn't tell him. Clifford just compromised and let them go on with it. Yeah. Uh, so they end up back, uh, travelling back eventually, and... Is this they... when they start whining about a break? They want to have a break? Yeah, they want to have some time off, because they want... It's, it's funny, because they're going on like about how this is the biggest show ever that they're going to do, but they still keep whining about wanting a break. Yeah, and uh, 
uh, I, f I think it's probably not cutting that far ahead, to be honest. There's a lot of stuff that happens that doesn't really have any impact on it. So if we cut ahead to the next main point. So they go into the woods to pee, which... And they had to explain that the bus is like, you know, oh, Meatloaf has a line where he says, so they're talking about how the toilets are all broken, all of them. Uh, I'm implying mm -hmm. they have multiple toilets. This yeah, bus I know, I love is it. huge. Mm -hmm. um, and then Clifford's like, well, fix it then. And the guy's like, I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll do anything like, for those I girls, those but, girls. I won't do, yeah. but I won't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I which like, is, okay. you know, uh -huh. but I, I don't I, I don't think he delivers it very well which is the funny no. thing though like like it's it's you would think it's okay we all know what the joke is but he just doesn't deliver it very well which is wild no it's like know. he doesn't want to do it yeah like it's, it's he wants just, people to not notice yeah I think so uh, but then anyway they go off they go off to pee in the woods and they end up meeting up aliens uh, one, one of which grabs Mel, Mel B's boob yes um, and they are, oh my god, I think my favourite bit about this, I had a note about this, um, is the fact that we, the audience, need subtitles to understand what the aliens are saying, but the Spice Girls all understand completely. Yeah, they like, know alien. We, we don't have a fucking clue what they're saying, but the Spice Girls are like, oh, I think I think the show is sewed out. And I mean, what the ego you need to have. Imagine they didn't know what the aliens were saying. Just like the aliens are just there talking whatever they're saying. And they're just like, oh, you want to come to our show? It's just like, no, they don't know who you are. Not necessarily. <laughs> like, they're aliens from another race. Why would you assume they know who you are? <laughs> oh, but it's sold out. Like, oh, okay. The ego on fucking Baby Spice, but okay. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the aliens get some photos and uh, autographs and no one pees, but then they're back on the bus and off they go. So it's just a weird little distraction for, for no reason whatsoever. I do like the throwaway line about there were these aliens and they were in really cheap coats, <laughs> which is like, again, like a stab at the film itself, which is quite funny, but it's like, it's pointless as well at the same time. It's just filler. Um, what do you, what do you think about that bit? Well, the aliens. Yeah. It's a part you remember. It's bizarre. I don't know. I, yeah, I remembered it. <laughs> I remembered it. Um, <laughs> it sure happened. <laughs> I remember it not making sense, and it, it sure didn't. <laughs> it sure still doesn't. No, I mean it makes more sense now, knowing that the film plot guy is probably you know. Mm. It makes sense just assuming that everything weird that happens is because these guys have, because throughout all of this, there's these two dudes. We've mentioned it before. These two dudes like trying to sell plots to Clifford, mm. and Clifford saying that shite, that shite, that shite. Yeah. And honestly, I'm now just taking it as an adult as um these strange, like the alien thing was probably just those guys. Part of their pitch. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the way to do it. Like, I I feel like even now and having got that, like, I don't think the film explains it very well, that that's what's going on. Yeah. Like, I, I think you can definitely take it that way towards the end, but like, I don't think it's explained amazingly. But in many ways, I don't think it needs to. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. It doesn't as well. So um, shortly after the aliens, we end up at boot camp uh, because they're going to dance and uh, uh, to learn to dance, which actually this is one of my favorite lines from the whole film is here where the dance teacher shows them how to do something, which is just, it's just him flailing about basically. And one of them goes, we can't dance like that. And he goes, I know, I've seen your videos. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's my favorite line from the whole film. <laughs> I love the dance, who is the dance teacher? Mr. Step, Michael Barrymore. Bloody hell, okay. Yeah, okay, so another, another like big British name anyway. 
Um, I didn't recognize him for that. I actually wondered if it was Stephen Fry at first, and then Stephen Fry appeared as the judge later. Yeah. Um, I mean, but... he already appeared. I think that happened earlier. <laughs> no, like... I, I thought that was after, but I don't know, maybe. Oh, yeah, no, it did. You're right. You're right. It was Lu- uh, Hugh Laurie I was talking about because they were saying how she can smile and get away with murder. Yes. And Hugh Laurie yeah. was the. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, I love I love their chant as well when they're going through their boot camp bit. There's a bit that goes, would this work with only four? No way, girl, we need one more. It's like, oof. Like, mm-hmm. Only oof. three years to go. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they reneged on that a little bit, but oh well. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say prior to the girls having the standoff with Clyde Clifford at the hall itself. No, they had a small standoff with them before and then they just kind of... Yeah, there's a few of those. Um, so, I have to say, uh, basically, they're they're fed up because it's the night before their show and they feel like they've got other things to do and they feel they're being overworked. I have to say, I don't think he's in the wrong. I feel like they're 100% in the wrong in Oh, this. no, I agree. I think, I think he's the most sensible character in the entire film. Yeah. Because he's been given these very vague like directions from his boss yeah. and he's kind of keeping it together with this uh, jean jacket woman. Right, uh, Deborah. Yeah. Um, he's keeping it all together. He has to, like, he's doing all the work for them. They're kind of having a good time. Yeah. Like that's it. They're just kind of having a good time, and he's like. And they have the audacity to call him a fascist at one point. They're like, oh, he's such a slave driver. It's just like one, don't use the mis- don't misuse the word fascist. Two, he's really fucking not. Like you have it so easy. Well, no, I, like I think yeah, like, the, the, like. So up to this point, it is just tons and tons of them just having a good time, like, mm-hmm. and it's fun to watch. Though, don't get me wrong, it is, but it's just them, like, oh, they wanted to do like a boot camp swing rope into water for funsies, and then they yeah. filmed it. So that's how the film pretty much goes, and then they do like some, like action, pretend action movie stuff, and like, or they have fun at a photo shoot. Or, yeah, like, yeah, just... we can't really. There's so many things that are really fun to watch, but really hard to kind of like justify talking about because yeah because they're not really relevant to any sort of plot there's not really a plot until the last 20 minutes yeah agreed but it is again it is fun to like you know the scene the colors and the costumes and just mm. it's just it looks like it would be fun to film and because they're having fun it's fun to watch like it is it is fun to watch and all of this is all of the things you're saying are true generally speaking and i think like the the i don't like the way the film phrase out frames that argument though because it, it is framed as if you know he's the bad guy and even he himself is just like oh no i've caused them to break up and this it's just like what are you doing man you're in the right like you have like they're contractually obligated to do this show them going off and having a ten, temper tantrum you're in the right here man like why are you like acting like you know you're the bad guy here you're not you're doing exactly what you're meant to do no i think he does he does overreact but he's very stressed there's a point earlier where the first time they appear in the newspaper um he's just like they're smacking his head off things yeah because they're not really oh the colorful tent count there's so many things i'd love to mention like the colorful tent but the colorful tent in the big garden is like pretty wild yeah it looks gorgeous i've always been jealous of the colorful tent be good to luxuriate out there the one thing that does happen is they have a fight with him about not being able to do anything and there's a competition winner mm. um and then they'll go in the speedboat and you and they and they fall off you yeah that happens yeah. before the clifford fight so like yeah the, there's a, two kids mm-hmm. um who join their bus they go off to go on a speedboat because they want to 
and Victoria falls in the water and then snaps at the kid and I love it like yeah it's, just, <laughs> it's a really again it's we the only reason we skipped that out before is because not relevant to the plot yeah it's just like it's different sketches it's hard to like figure it, out what we should like, be talking oh, about look they're on a boat now isn't this fun and it, yeah it kind of is but it doesn't really add an awful no, lot but like, then there's yeah. a, a a wooden stick on the road oh sorry on the road <laughs> the boat's on the road on, in the water <laughs> yeah and Clifford's like, no, and y'all think he's waving at him. Yeah, but it's meant to be a professional boat driver on that. Like, none of them are driving the boat. It's whoever no. they borrowed it from that's driving it. So it literally makes no sense that that person would go over there. Like, no. whatever, whatever. Don't read too much into it. Like, there's no. lots so, of this that doesn't make sense. So let's just Victoria not. falls off, the two kids fall off, and Sporty jumps in. Yeah, with, with which her fucking belly flop into the water is <laughs> fucking funny. Like, it's, I, don't, I know it'll have been like a, a what you call them? Stunt, stunt, yeah. Stunt double, yeah. But like the dive into the water is just not good. Like nope. it just doesn't look great. But it's, that adds to the fucking funniness of the whole thing. I, I'm the sporty one. Can't dive properly. <laughs> like, okay, like <laughs> it's fun to watch, but not really a plot. It just uh, other than if you're trying to say, oh, you know, the Richard O'Brien character is trying to make them look bad because that yeah ends up in a newspaper, and that's what makes Clifford throw a hissy fit, which then makes them throw a hissy fit, and they all leave the venue. Yeah. Um. So they end up going, uh, is this before or after? No, so before they take the pregnant friend up, they all have reminisce about the old days and, and yeah. back back in the bar before they made it big. And there was this like guy that used to sell them rolls and coffees and stuff. And uh, he was just like, oh, I like jazz. And they're like, we don't care what you like. Listen to our new song. And actually, one of the things I liked, which I don't think people at the time would have necessarily appreciated, but we can now, only as of because it got released on Spotify recently, was the, the version of Wannabe played. Oh, the demo Wannabe? Is the demo version, yeah. which is kind of cool. Like, I at the time you just assume that that's what it is, but that was the actual demo that they used for it. See, so, I thought it was them doing a new version of it. Yeah. You know, I thought that, I didn't think that was the actual demo, I thought it was just them um, singing it. Yeah, I know. Like we wouldn't, like yeah. no one would have known at the time, but like that was actually the real demo, for which is it, really which sweet. There, which is quite cool. That is quite cute. Um, uh, but anyway, to decide in the end, we're gonna go take our our nine month overdue pregnant friend to the club. Like, <laughs> was it they say? Like, I'm sure there's a part when they're talking about what was it? They, I can't remember. Like they were like, oh, I can't remember. It's a part where they're all talking about how they don't want to split up and blah blah blah, and you're eating fish and chips. I'm sure something something spectacularly stupid is said there, and I just can't remember it. Oh well. Oh, it's something like, "Oh, if we did this, we'll upset Clifford," and that's all the more reason for them to go and do it. Which oh yeah, it's yeah. like a, uh, I hate that kind of caricature. Haric- it's not to do with this film. Loads of films do this, but like when you've got like a bunch of people doing something, you know, will upset someone else, like someone who actually has their best interests at heart, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh well, let's go do it anyway." I just hate that. That's just a pet peeve. But like, I'm not like that doesn't yeah. endear me. But, but it's funny like, that they also do like all organically just appear. At the cafe. What are you doing here? Oh, well, I just fucking fancied a a wonder through myself. I love as well that the film right at the start establishes that there's this big phenomena. They've got fans waiting outside. And then for the rest of the film, they can actually just wander around, go anywhere, and people won't stop them or crowd them or anything. Like, it's just... I know, there's just, but this big fucking obnoxious bus. There's no missing yeah, the bus. Like, the bus just casually sits outside the Royal Albert Hall and there's nothing. Like, no one's no. there, nothing, yeah. But there's, like, there's no way, because, like, that bus is, like, it's a fucking Union union flag. There's no yeah. way you're missing that bus. No, it is. It's fucking, it's an eyesore. It's right there. Um, but anyway, the pregnant friend goes into labour at the club 
and they decide that they're gonna have to rush her to hospital. Doesn't make sense though, because she's like, oh, there's no time to phone an ambulance, but it's like, clearly there is. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, clearly there was, yeah. But uh, the other thing is, that it doesn't make sense. When they finally arrive at the hospital, which um, to get there, the, the film producers have, produced, have um, pitched all sorts of different things. So there's like, they can they can drive past Buckingham Palace and the queen will be there talking out the window to is that not no, Is that not after? The that, lady no, has you're, the kids. You're, you're right. Sorry. So let me. Just... No, this this one is Meatloaf driving them there, and Victoria's got like kitchen gloves on. Yes, you're right. So they get to the hospital, and I love the fact that they've got a room. They've got their friend in the hospital bed, and a nurse comes in, and she's like, "What's going on?" And it's just like, "Aren't you the nurse? How the fuck did they get a room to themselves without a member of the staff realizing what was going on?" None of, none of them are professionals. My god, the other bit I love about this is that when the baby's born, the fucking Spice Girls hold it before the actual mom does. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't notice that. Because they're the god moms, you know? Yeah, like, like before before it's handed to, to, to um, Nicola, uh, like, all of, like, Jerry's holding it. It's like, oh, like, yeah. Um, I do love the, the bit where um, Victoria's like, slap me and someone does, and she, the fucking noise she makes is just really funny to me. That's my. That's one of my. Victor- bits this is well. where Victoria shines. Is that part? Yeah, like that bit's amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, of course. And the, the nurse comes in and she's like, "What are you doing tonight?" And the nurse is like, "Oh, I'm going to see the Spice Girls." All oh, right. Well, I'll see you all later. Like <laughs> just like casually, <laughs> casually like. Well, not just that it's casual, but like clearly they're not at the show. So yeah. like her being like, "Oh, I'm going to see the Spice Girls." Oh, the Spice Girls are in front of me. Like, well. Clearly they're not there, so why would you be like, I'm going off, I'm rushing off to see this, okay. She wants to get ready for it, she's getting well, pretty. I guess so, yeah, I guess. She's like, I'll see you later, hopefully. Because <laughs> they don't <laughs> know when this kid's going to be born, they don't know. True, yeah. Um, so yeah, then they drive to the concert, lots of shit happens. Uh, there's a bomb in the bus, there's... there's... There's a bomb, they all end up on the roof for no reason. Uh... But it's, it's the producers telling it's, Clifford yeah. what Because Clifford's sat depressed because like he's fucked because they've not shown up. Yeah, um, but to be fair, even though it's the producers' ideas for what what could happen in the film, it's still for for no reason. Like There's oh, no yeah. reason why they'd be up there. They're on the roof for no reason. They're or why the bridge, they, the bridge... Yeah. And then they have like a... They're like, oh, it'll be expensive. But then they're like, not necessarily. Like, doesn't <laughs> it doesn't have to be. It's like yeah. super cheap. I, I, that's the bit I really remember is the toy car going over the bridge. Yeah, that's the too. bit I remember from being a kid. Um, and uh, I, I love how aggressive... Um, Victoria is just driving through. That's going to be me when I finally learn to drive, honestly. Just yelling at people and just get out of the fucking way. That's going to be me. You're, I'm going to be an absolute fucking nightmare to, to be in the car with. But <laughs> Great. it'll be fun for me. <laughs> um, and they get there and the police officer tries to stop them going in as if he fucking would. Um, and then they go in and then, like, yeah. They do a thing song. They do a sing song. And, and Clifford's kind of... happy, and then the credits roll. And the credits, I'd never watched the credits before. I had. I rem- I'd, I'd, um, I'd forgotten about it, but I remembered them being like, oh, look at the audience. I remember that bit. But... No, it's when, like, when they're talking about the film. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah like Because you, just... have, you have the actors being themselves. You have Alan Cumming talking in his normal Scottish accent, and you have um, uh, Richard Grant talking about how he's stuck doing a role where he's like... And they recognise one of the other actresses from another film she's been in and start talking mm-hmm. about that briefly as well. And yeah. it's, it's But there's really... so many people in this. Like, we've not even mentioned the Bob Hopkins part, but like, there's so many people in it, but they're only in it for like 10 seconds. Scary uh, scary Spice uh, messes with Bob Gale's hair to make it look mm-hmm. like hers. 
Jonathan Ross is in it, like presenting them at the Royal yeah. Albert Hall. Uh, Stephen Fry as a judge, judge at one point. Um, Hugh Laurie as a detective. It's it's uh, and then there's a lot of other people uh, also playing themselves, but their names I don't necessarily recognise. Like um, Peter Sissons, that doesn't mean an awful lot to me, but apparently he was there playing himself. Uh, Simon Ellis is in the band apparently, and he's actually really big because he's the one who's pretty much written all the music for them and, and S Club. Hmm. But yeah, I wouldn't know who that is. You know what I mean? No, like, no, I wouldn't have known either. Um, not for looking at him anyway. Um, and anyway, that's kind of Spice World, and uh, I have to say it surprised me overall because the the general obviously reaction at the time was, "Oh, this is awful," and I, you remember it as a kid, but you only remember specific bits. And I kind of went into it expecting it to be very S Club Seventy in terms of production quality and writing and stuff, but. I was kind of won over by how self-aware the whole thing yeah. is. It was really fun to watch, like, it's stuff you like, I don't know, it's like, maybe it's just like fantasy fulfillment, like, like yeah. seeing the inside of the bus where they all had their weight areas, again, so much fun. Yeah. You know, and you're like, yeah. oh, and then these cute little 90s chairs where it was like different coloured flowers and stuff. Yeah. A lot of no. just like fun stuff, but not really like good film stuff, but fun to watch, you don't care. Yeah, like it's 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 not necessarily like amazing writing, but like the fact that it's self-aware about that is kind of what makes it all the more fun. And yeah. like it, it's, I feel like they did really really well with what they had, and I love a lot of the like the the the, st- the guest stars, and it's 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 one of those things that is very much a moment in time, just kind of captured mm-hmm. in that sense. Like it kind of creates the whole. Um, feel of the time period very well and it's it's the highest grossing movie of all time by music group and i understand why to be honest Mm -hmm. yeah no for sure um i think it's quite safe to say that we'd both like recommend giving this a watch oh yeah it's so much fun and it's on youtube for free for some for some kind soul has uploaded the whole thing onto youtube i think it's only available in like 280p yeah, but Is there's that, no ads, though? But there's no adverts, and it's it's like, you know, it's, it's a standard definition film anyway, so you're not going to get amazing quality. And no. just, you know, it's, it's it's such a good giggle for the most part. It's that, so fun. Like, honestly, like, I did not expect to like it the extent to which I do. No. But no shame here. This is a shame-free podcast, except from when I'm shaming people. <laughs> for yeah, stuff don't I don't shame I, I, we don't shame ourselves I, I'll happily shame people for stuff I don't approve of but like this is not one of those things so yeah nope I'm, I'm fine with that yeah definitely it's, Perfect. it's so much fun yep so um, as we've done with our last episode we'll briefly talk about the last live performance of the group or singer within the film that we are discussing um and for the Spice Girls, with all five of them together, that would be the reunion at the London 2012 Olympics, which is mm-hmm. terrifying that that was like almost 10 years ago. Oh, I know. I, did you Do you remember watching this at the time? Yeah, because I, I remember I remember the build-up to the Olympics because I kept saying, oh, you're going to be 17 when the Olympics happens. Because um, that was like, you know, they were doing pamphlets and stuff for what sports we could have done because we were a sports school. You know, mm. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I remember it. I was hyped. And it wasn't yeah. actually that, like, you know, 2012 to 99, sorry, 2000, isn't really that big a difference compared to, like, what it is now. You know no, what I mean? I know. It's just funny. And same with S Club. Like, their reunion was 2014 and they hadn't split up to, like, whatever, like, you know, 20, 2004. I don't know. The reunions were very shortly after they split up and now it's been a much longer time. Yeah. 
I think um, some some sometimes these these acts work out very rapidly. That actually, you know what, we can't. Uh, <laughs> there's not there's not something else about us out there, and this is as good as it gets. So let's just get back together and relive on people's nostalgia. Right. So hit play. Three, two, one, boom. So. So they were. It's a closing ceremony of the London Olympics, wasn't it? So they're coming in, driving on, uh, driving in their taxis, and very early on, the crowd's not necessarily aware that this is actually what they're watching. And it's the music itself that kind of gives way or gives indication of what's actually about to happen. Um, God, this was such a not just this. this the London Olympic was really was really exciting. In the general. whole ceremony was really good. Like the atmosphere was so electric. Even like yeah. even being hundreds of miles away, like it just felt like such a good time to be. You know, in the country, in the country, and on on the island as a whole. Oh, all their little taxis have different patterns. I know. it's very cute. Um, so the yeah, so the taxis are lighting up, and then they all start stepping out of them. Uh, which is uh, and there they are. <laughs> I say there they are, like you're watching along <laughs> with us. It's really, really you're weird like commentating it. Out. Yeah, I'm you're commentating like... it. So. There they are. Oh look. <laughs> So they so they definitely did this live. Which, yeah. Well. Ah, uh, did they? So it's a bit like S Club. That start bit was live. This bit isn't. So the actual chorus, they go into the chorus, and that's definitely not live. But they actually. I think Victoria refused. Like it just doesn't sing live anymore. They actually didn't age too. I mean, they're not even that old. They're like in their thirties here, so they're not old. Victoria Victoria doesn't need to sing live. She just needs to turn up and pout, and that's yeah. good enough. Like you know, like see. Uh, they didn't age badly because they're not aged yet <laughs> no so no I think it's fair to say they all look really good there actually um, yeah. and there's no one there that's completely humiliated themselves on like <laughs> ass club <Yeah. laughs> so there's a step up there yeah um, I feel like Victoria doesn't want to be there compared to the others but maybe that's just her persona <laughs> Like, I'm not sure honestly like it could be both because I think oh I forgot I, I the think, thing. <laughs> what is it sorry I was gonna say it like I think she'd said at the time she wasn't a natural performer and she never particularly liked being on the stage or anything like that so I feel like this is quite a high pressure environment and then yeah if you're not entirely comfortable with that to begin with having to yeah. you know put on the act and do the face and all that yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna work this isn't live again no so, I think they're definitely lip syncing quite a lot of this so when when Mel B is shouting it's her shouting yeah but i think for the most part they are just mel b is definitely live but only when she's doing her shouting yeah and mel c is live there is she yeah that's live yeah i agree so yeah i forgot that they did this they 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 stand on top of taxis and then get driven around (laughs) we'll have to link this we'll link this for you see that's funny this is the main thing i remember from this is them zooming around I just don't. I just. <laughs> this, this is going to be absolutely fucking wild to listen to because we've just turned it into a commentary instead of. <laughs> With S Club, I was watching it, but it was easier to comment on because they'd aged so badly. But this one, they were young when they started the Spice Girls, and this wasn't that much a period of time. No. Between them, so they were only in their thirties, so none of them really had the chance to age badly. None of them were a Joe. So, who do you think is the most valuable player here? Because um, honestly, like, Mel B is giving the most vocally, but I don't think she, 
she's not bad, but like there's not an awful lot to it, you know. They're not really choosing a song where they have to do anything impressive. No. I would say that um Fucking Victoria's, Victoria's outfit just blowing is, the, is a Hunger yeah. Games, so I kind of think she's <laughs> the most valuable player. I feel like she looks the best. Yeah, but Baby Spice's taxi is the yeah. best decorated. It's funny how I'm calling some of them like their spice names and some of them by their actual name. Yeah. I've done that throughout. I don't know why. I know their names. <laughs> yeah, so have I. I've been flip-flopping as well. I don't know why. So yeah, they had their reunion and it was fine. Yeah, so honestly, like in terms of in terms of a reunion performance, like I think it went really, really well. Like it was quite like still people talk about this now it's like much grander than children need this is the fucking olympics you know yeah like that was a big deal the fact that they got asked to do that kind of signifies the importance that they had within the culture for the time period and all i remember the playstation game and stuff being huge as well and all the dolls and did you have the playstation game yeah i think so (gasps) so that's something that completely bypassed me what was what was that all about it was like a kind of dance mat thing ah right but like, you didn't have to have a dance mat, it was controller, you know. Did you ask uh, Did you ask me there what my spice name would have been? Yeah, sorry, I got distracted because the video ended. So what is your spice name? Moody Spice, probably. Is that what we're going we, we did actually talk about this I can't before. remember. Well, the, the actual one I want, I can't say because the Americans won't like, so... <laughs> well, you can say it and I'll beep it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, like... Don't bleep the, the like, so you kind of need to leave the, a little bit of the C and a little bit of the Y in. Well, now they know what it is. <laughs> well, I'd be cut these spies, you know, you can't, you can't entirely bleep it, otherwise people won't know what that is or think it's something faster <laughs> than it is. Like, I would be cut these spies. <laughs> <laughs> if you bleep it correctly, it'll sound like I'm saying cut these spies or something. <laughs> well, they definitely know what you've said. Now. They'll definitely know now, so. <laughs> I don't even point believing it. <laughs> what would you be? Well, no, you may as well bleep, bleep the actual swears then, but bleep, yeah, okay, fine. Um, Shorty Spice, we know this already. Shorty Spice, well, that suits perfectly well. I have no other personality than under being short, you know, so that's just Well, well your, your other personality is glasses. Blind Spice. <laughs> <laughs> Myopic <laughs> Spice. Myopic <laughs> Spice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Shorty Spice or Blind Spice, I quite like. I think Blind Spice would get me cancelled, so it had to be myopic. Alright, myopic spice. <laughs> Which just doesn't flow, does it really? So shorty spice, because sporty, short, it works. Sporty and shorty, yeah. Yeah, okay. Not that they were that tall, so maybe I couldn't be, because like, I don't think they're that tall. You're probably shorter than them, to be fair. You're shorter than most people. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to... <laughs> like, what is the height of the Spice Girls? <laughs> we to see if I can be shorty or not. This is important content for our podcast listeners. Yeah, very important. Just to... what's the height of them? Uh, five foot five. What are you? Five foot three. Jerry is five foot one. Oh dear. Shit. So you can't be shorty then, because that's no, because like... she's short. Why isn't she shorty spice? Because <laughs> she, because her personality is ginger. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't even ginger most of the time, was she? No. She dyed her hair, so it's like, why are you called ginger spice? You're not even ginger half the time. Crap. Well, but ginger is a type of spice. So I yeah. suppose that was the link. <laughs> That's a bit smart for them, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit smart for me too. I just made that link, so... <laughs> 
Um, I guess I'm just <laughs> myopic spice then. Bummer. Myopic spice will do. Yeah. Blind spice, but like you know, for the kid, it's myopic. Sweet. We know what's up. Yeah. Oh, um, yours is better than mine now. Shorty Spice was kind of catchy, but now stupid Jer- Jerry's not even in the band. No, I, I think know. Jerry well, is. Then. Jerry Rush is in the band. There. Yeah, I think it's um, Victoria who has left now. But that annoys me. It's like Paul, like the one who leaves is the one who comes crawling back as soon as any hint of a reunion comes around. I know. Yeah. Well, again, it's an, like didn't realize how good they had it until later. So, hey ho. <clears throat> but um, anyway, that was that was fun maybe i don't know we'll see <laughs> i don't know how good that was honestly it was just me it, we just turned into fucking a commentary podcast for a second there but like okay anyway no. the reunion was like it was good but it's just there's not really much to say about it like there's, there's not lots a huge of backing amount. tracks no. yeah it's not too much live singing and what there is is quite shouty it's a spectacle so you really do have to watch it so we will it, like... it's a spectacle it's a great way of summarizing it it's a spectacle so next time uh, we are going to be watching Crossroads, which is the Britney Spears movie, um, which I've never seen before. So Have you not? I've never seen it, so I don't know if I'm in for a treat or not. Uh, um, I don't know if you are either, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and we'll need to find um, some performance of hers to watch or recent ones. Like, I mean, pop- hers is going to be all controversy and stuff, isn't it? It'll possibly be, have to be one of the Vegas ones, but um, I'm sure we can find something to yeah. discuss. Um, but yeah, that'll be that'll be maybe good, maybe not. But uh, come It'll back. Be just and- as good as the other ones in this um, <laughs> music of our childhood. Yes, exactly. Just as good as everything else. Um, so that'll be good. Good. Uh, so come back and listen to us then. If you don't already follow us on Instagram, please do. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. I haven't looked for a few weeks, so I don't know how that's doing, which is great. Great to say, but like, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I've not, so I've not had a, a PC, dear listener. So I've fallen a bit behind on stuff. So go go subscribe now, because I will get back. Yeah, uh, at one of us is bored on Instagram and one of us is bored on YouTube. You can find us really easily there. Um, and I think that's it. Just um, hopefully you'll join us next time. So join us then. 